right. Well, hello, everybody. I have Sarah Weiss with me today, also known as On Brand by Sarah on social media. She is the queen of short form video, and I believe we even met on social media. So we're just going to chat today all about TikTok, Instagram, all things social media. Um, So yeah. Hi, welcome. Hi. Also, (laughs) I, I miss you. I'm so glad you're back up and around the social media streets and yes I literally found you from your LinkedIn video on TikTok which is funny because I am totally not a LinkedIn girly but that's (laughs) like how I came into your sphere really (laughs) yes what video was yes where you were talking about like um where you were talking about the the closed group community that you made on LinkedIn and I was like oh that's cool and then it inspired me to do like my 30 days of LinkedIn challenge that yes! I absolutely hated but yeah that was like the video yes I remember you were doing that and I was like yes she's on the LinkedIn grind <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought we knew each other like before that for some reason we probably had had like seen each other like around the TikTok and Instagram streets. Yeah, but I think we really connected after that video. <laughs> the the streets. <laughs> yes. Um. Well, cool. Yeah. So, tell me a little bit about what's been going on with you, like in your world of social media space, posting, work, all the things. Yes. So at the time that we're recording this, it is what, January 24th. Yes. And if you work in the online business space, you know that like, when it rains, it pours in January, because everyone's like, okay, I need to outsource this. I've been meaning to do this. So I just signed two new monthly management clients which is absolutely amazing that's so good let's 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 back it up though and be transparent because (laughs) this this is the perspective here I was trying to get those two new monthly management clients not those people specifically but just fill those two spots for almost the entirety of like 2022 really yes because I had lost clients that were like very afraid of the recession and then I had people sign on and then they realized like oh my god I'm not ready to give up the reins and have somebody like run my whole social media and so like I have been trying to fill those spots for a long time so like if you're also in that boat don't feel bad because sometimes it takes time and yeah, but it, it's it's very nice to have those clients. And I actually met the one on TikTok. And then the other one is a referral from her. So it just goes to show the power of the talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, especially that and referral, too. I feel like referral is something that's not really often talked about whenever it's another avenue of like getting additional clients but I got so many in the beginning of my freelance career via referral yes a hundred percent and I actually learned this um 
from a business owner named Jordan Gill. If you guys know her from, she is like a VIP day expert and she uh, has like the done in a day program, but she is like really, really uh, a big advocate for referrals. And so like, I actually have like a referral partner, like system where like I give 10% to anybody that like, refers me someone and they close with me like so I referrals are also very powerful I love me some good referrals I do the same thing I get discounts for referrals because that's just like the and it's it's just a genuine thank you of just they didn't have to do that and they're bringing you in more business which is so nice and I think it just shows that they also appreciate and are happy with the quality of work you're giving them so I feel like you know the best way to say thank you is a little discount (laughs) Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. What about you? What have you been up to the last few months? Oh my goodness, so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so right now, I guess we'll we'll go to right now. I'm currently getting back into freelance space because I took a little bit of a break. I mean, I was doing a lot and I wasn't really I wouldn't say it was burnout by any means but I was starting a new job and going on the new schedule of going back to in person and I was just very nervous to overwhelm myself with having to like you know adjust to an entirely new schedule and lifestyle and then having clients and then disappointing and not delivering so I decided to like step away from really everything while I adjusted to that um so I'm kind of in this UGC social media podcasting space, which I love. Um, And I actually, right before we got on this call, I got a response for my first potential Airbnb UGC client. (gasps) Yes. Yes. Oh my God. That's so exciting. Yes. I, I was hesitant to do it because I, and I feel like both of us can speak to there's a very big amount of um, like, I don't want to talk negatively about anybody, but I guess people that make certain types of UGC and social media freelancing seem a lot easier than it is. And it ends up trapping people in this, like, I didn't know what I got myself into type of thing. So I was nervous. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I was really nervous with the Airbnb thing. So I was like, I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of people are not really telling the whole story on how this is working out. Like, that just seems like a bit of a stretch. I don't know. So I did some more research. And um, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and give a ton of advice because I have literally just got a potential client (laughs) response. (laughs) But I've learned some tips about just reaching out more locally so you don't have to spend a lot of money on like airfare, traveling, trains, that kind of thing. Um, And I found a girl on TikTok. I think her name is Samantha UGC. And I literally just tagged her in one of the TikToks I posted because she shared her pitch. And I have tried like several different types of pitches that I was like, I'm still not in love with it, still not obsessed with it. And I tried hers out, adjusted it, tweaked it a little bit. And I got my response within like two minutes of sending it and I was like oh my god I messaged her and I was like girl yes thank you for not gatekeeping that's amazing I need to like go find that video or that lead magnet that she has but like going off of that like one of my goals for this year is to reach out to more local business for like 
social media management and like content creation, even for me, like not even if they, you know, if they don't want me to be the face of the brand, but they just want somebody to come in and like film the content and create the strategy for them. I feel like local businesses are such an untapped audience that I literally have never tried to tap into. Oh girl, you need to. Yes. Local is where I started. Yes. And so I'm like, I, I'm like trying to figure out how to do that. Like, am I, you know, cold pitching via email? Am I going in and bringing them cookies and giving them like a brochure? Like (laughs) I, I am so foreign to like reaching out to local businesses. Like all of my clients are in completely different states Mm -hmm. or like I work with people in like Canada. And so like the local business world is just, yeah it's something that I want to tap into but it's like so foreign to me (laughs) yeah and I mean I think once you get at least two or three local businesses word of mouth will definitely help a lot because you know the local communities are so tight-knit and they follow what each other are doing so if one after the other after the other starts to see like oh wow their social media is really picking up I wonder what they're doing their stuff looks really good people talk And that helped me a lot early in my career because I was in a little part of Pittsburgh that a lot of the small businesses weren't doing social media and social media was kind of, this was around that like 2018, 2019 peak period that people really started to like get into organic social media managers. And that really helped me with networking in general and just referrals and even people that might not have been ready to um, sign on. They still really complimented what I was doing, watched what I was doing. So, I mean, out of suggestion, I think going in person with small businesses is definitely the best route because they're just a, not, sometimes they're not as into the social media digital space, but they're also a lot of times very like old fashioned and traditional and it helps them build trust with you because I mean I'm sure you are aware of that I don't have to tell you that like it's hard to build trust with a small business owner because their business is like their little baby oh a hundred percent I that's how I feel about mine oh yeah (laughs) yeah so oh my gosh but that's so exciting with the Airbnb stuff Oh my God. I know. I'm so excited. I was like, Oh my gosh. And it's like one that I like, I mean, I get really excited about any of them that I pitch. This one is one that it like, I would want to live there. Like I would buy this house and live on this house. Like it's, Oh my God, it's so amazing. So I'm really excited to talk with her about it and just see what we can do. And I'll definitely send you the screenshot of the pitch that I found from the girl, but you can see it on her video as well. She has it like pinned on her profile. It's amazing, but yeah, I mean, um, the Airbnb stuff just kind of, uh, you know, getting back into that social media freelance space as well um and podcasting and all the things content creation I started posting again on my TikTok which I wasn't doing for a while um and then Instagram I haven't been as uh on top of that lately sometimes figure out like what exactly I want to like use on there because my TikTok has become very casual because I'm very casual and I definitely took that advice from you which you can speak a lot on this of just even though your TikTok is like marketing your business, just 
you don't need to be so afraid to be very casual and open about your personal life whenever you are essentially the face of what you do. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's so funny that you, <laughs> like my TikTok is also so laid back. I just posted a video and this literally aligns with both things that you just said. So I'm glad you said that. Um, <laughs> I just posted a video on there. I was laying in my bed. I, my hair is in a bun. I'm not wearing a bra yet. I, and I'm like, I, I'm speaking to the fact of like, I started getting so many leads from, and I pointed up and I said this platform because TikTok doesn't like you to name their com- competitors. Right. But essentially I said, I started getting so many leads on this platform, AKA Instagram, when I stopped focusing so much on what I was posting in the feed and started focusing my energy on stories. Really? And so, yes. And so for like service providers, which like, I feel like most people listening to this podcast are service providers. Like that is where like your bread and butter is going to be on Instagram. Like it's almost like, that's kind of like the TikTok-y version of Instagram right now where mm-hmm. where you can just like go on and and like show us like what's going on in your day maybe some of it has to do with business maybe some of it has to do with the fact that like your dog is having diarrhea like it <laughs> literally and and like people relate to that like when I stopped like focusing so much on like okay what is the business strategy going to be for stories and started posting like oh my God, Benny, my dog just ate all of my other dog's breakfast. I have like five DMs waiting for me right now on Instagram. And that's a relationship builder. And that's really, yeah. And that's really what marketing is, especially when you're a personal brand and you're a service provider. So I highly recommend that like you use your stories and use them often. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's one of the mistakes that I made when I first started was focusing so much on trying to be like this business and really not realizing like, you know, especially with social media, you're in the market of people and like you said, relationship building. So trying to hide and be this professional looking business with just words and no one in front of the camera who wants to work for that and who wants to like have that be their service provider because they don't even know you but whenever you see like you know even for me for example my hairdresser when I see her on her story or posting something I'm like oh that's my girl like I love her she looks so cute so fun doing that and it's the same thing with what we do yeah a hundred percent and it's like if somebody thinks that I am too laid back or they don't like the fact that like I didn't put on like a business blazer and like do my hair and makeup then like those are not my people Mm -hmm. because I'm sorry honey bunches of oats that's rarely how you're gonna see me and so if that is something important to you then like I am unfortunately not the social media manager for you and that's fine But most people are like, okay, like you are just like me, but you know a little bit more about social media than I do. And I really need support with that. Yeah. And that's kind of like what you want to portray is just like, you want to be an approachable human being. And if somebody wants a very professional, stuffy, 
uh, you know, no personal brand kind of thing. I'm sure there's many agencies out there that can take care of them. But if they want, you know, a personal touch of like working one on one with somebody, then like, that's really where showing your personality and showing like, the real behind the scenes comes in to really help you I mean I think the main difference is this and like if you're in the social media space like you've probably heard this a million times but just hear me out like storytelling content is winning right now and like does a big agency have the capacity to sit down with you one-on-one on a call or multiple calls listen to your story and then pull content from those stories And, like, keep up with your stories on a continuous basis to make that storytelling content that aligns with your business. Probably not. Yeah. They're probably, they're probably going to be a little bit more surface, which is fine. But, like, again, if you're a personal brand and you really want to, like, tap into that storytelling and tap into that, like, um... Like, for example, one of my clients, we just did a, um, like, get ready with me and talk about grief. And she literally talked about, like, her journey with, like, her mother passing and, like, all of that stuff. And that's such a personal thing. And you really have to trust your service provider. And if you're with XYZ Marketing Agency and talking to a million different people, I don't know that you're going to be able to go that deep or feel comfortable going that deep versus when you're working one-on-one with somebody like when you sign with me or you sign with Alex like you're working with us you're not working with like a bajillion people that we have on our team yeah and I (laughs) love what you said about like trust your service provider because that is like something that I talk about all the time that one of the biggest things if not the biggest thing you should be looking for in terms of social media especially with just how face-to-face and personal and the content is now making sure you trust and connect with that person is so huge because you really do have to talk to this person more than once a week if you want to be successful and be very open and vulnerable and if you're working, like you said, with an agency where maybe you have several different people communicating with you or even just, you know, not shitting on agencies, but it's a little bit harder, like you said, to really sit down with them, really get deep and connect. It's typically more of like a, you know, exchange kind of thing. Um, Whereas with a service provider, you're really trusting that person to tell your brand story and your story and being able to like enjoy your time and conversations with that person is so huge. So if it's kind of like just a, you know, you like them, but it's like, okay, that's fine. Maybe if you have an accountant, (laughs) but for somebody in marketing, I feel like you really got to feel like this person is like your friend. Yeah, and I just want to clarify, like, we're talking about, like, organic marketing, meaning, like, I'm not talking about, you know, running paid ads, because, like, that's not my wheelhouse. And maybe you would be better off with an agency if you're, I don't know, making this up. If you're a bakery, and they've run ads for bakeries before they've gotten awesome results, 
that's totally different. I'm talking about organic marketing, no paid ads, literally relying on people's genuine knowing, liking, and trusting of you to continue to get your views and follows and grow your community. Um, I, I just, in my experience too, like when I hire people to help me for like my website or my backend systems and stuff like that, I have always just hired somebody that's like their, just a, their own service provider because mm-hmm. I feel comfortable with them and I feel like I know them. And another thing I find too is you also get more of a clarity on what you're actually paying for and you you can really talk to that person and really break it down and make sure that you're getting the most value from that one-on-one interaction and I find that even a lot of times with the pricing structure of certain agencies um you you sort of get boxed into like certain packages or certain products that you might not necessarily have a need for and you have to pay for it anyway whereas when you work with a service provider that's like a one-on-one face-to-face freelancer you have a lot of room additionally for like customization and flexibility that are very specific to your needs and I think that's also especially like with organic social so so crucial because it's changing constantly so what works for you this month may be entirely different next month yes and that's the other thing too is like I am and I'm sure many listeners can relate to this like we are like in the know for our clients about like these social media changes and stuff and so like I will literally have my clients like messaging me on box or like is this is xyz still a thing or like what Mm -hmm. like what does b-roll mean or things of that sort like stuff that they're seeing out in the you know out in the social media world that they have like a one-on-one touch point to come and be like what the f is this (laughs) yeah it's similar to like when you think about tech people and they're like yeah I get paid to like tell people to restart their computer all the time and it's yes. so obvious to them and like you're saying for us when someone's like what is b-roll we're like oh my god <laughs> right and I think it's it's you know that's something that I'm happy that a lot of service providers are talking to um newer beginners about is you are also valuable so much for literally just your knowledge and expertise and that doesn't include if you have a college degree or a master's degree or something it's literally just being able to get on social media and understand the language and short form video I'm sure you know better than most has its own unique language that you really 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 are valued for being able to explain to your client like what that language is. Yes. I mean, like, a perfect example of that is like on TikTok, their filtering system is so incredibly intense. And what I mean by that is like, they will block certain words like that you aren't you can't type or you can't say. And so like, for example, things on Instagram, like being able to say, like, go to the link in my bio, or um what's another one I have like this TikTok no-no list that I'm like (laughs) I constantly update um 
like they don't really like you to say like 50% off or X percent off. Um, when like on Instagram, like one of my clients has a sale on her digital product every single month, twice a month. And we always say 50% off. So like there are just like workarounds on TikTok and certain like lingo and verbiage that like you really have to be in the know about. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like being a lawyer. <laughs> yes. Like reviewing clients. Like you have to know. And a lot of people don't know that, that you, and I think that's something that makes TikTok challenging and equally as I guess exciting because you really get to be creative and that's another skill that even for potential clients you can pitch that to them because they might be like well why can't I just say 50% off like what else am I supposed to say and you're like as somebody that has done this and been in the space for a while you're like I have a list of other ways that we can tell people that there's a sale without saying 50% off yes exactly and like I was talking to somebody the other day like another social media manager that's like not she's not on TikTok and she doesn't she doesn't run TikTok for her clients and she was like you know is this is this gonna like block business owners from doing business on TikTok and I'm like no because it just becomes part of the culture Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I know if somebody says like Bink and Lyo or go to my profile, I know they're telling me to click on their link. Right. Or if somebody says like, go to the other platform, I know they're telling me to go to Instagram. And it's right. just like the culture of the app. And I think that's another reason why people feel so connected on TikTok, because it's almost like we have our own little <laughs> world over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, if you know, you know. If you, yes. don't, you don't. Like, my boyfriend, he's not on TikTok at all. So, like, so many times me or somebody else or so- even seeing something on Instagram, he, like, doesn't get it. And I'm like, oh, my God. And, like, I don't even know how to explain this to you. It's like, it's just, if you get it, you get it. <laughs> Being on it's, it's so funny. I want to record my fiance doing it one day. But he literally hears me, like, saying that stuff and so he'll make fun of me and he'll be like go to the bank of my lio and create content <laughs> and blah 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 and i'm like oh my god this is so funny and like so cringy at the same time but it's like he, for him like just like your boyfriend it's like he has no idea like what <laughs> like no. what i'm saying no they don't get it even just like learning the concept of trending audio is so strange to so many people like just trying to explain to them why certain voiceovers pair with certain text and I was explaining that to my boyfriend once because I showed him something he was like I don't get it and I was like oh well it's because you're not on TikTok (laughs) exactly does he watch does he watch reels yes he's one of those he watches reels but he's not on TikTok but he like actively is trying to stop because he had a personal Instagram and then he has a Instagram for his like little side business oh my god he'd kill me if he knew I said little Um, (laughs) and he deleted his personal because he was like I need to stop watching reels and then I was like you're literally watching them just on your other Instagram (laughs) I know I know And I was like now you see like you see why people get so hooked into this and trapped into this because it's easy to just start watching things and then look at the clock and it's been three hours and you're like oh my god (laughs) exactly and like speaking to trending audio it's like I've noticed this in the past like I want to say like two or three months But TikTok is, like, really moving away from 
the lip syncing trends Mm -hmm. like more so than before like I know before it was like because people also did do talking videos on TikTok um you know all of the all of the gurus will say we're like you have to talk in your videos they're moving away from trending audio but like trends were here there and everywhere right trends still exist on TikTok but it's really like it's really the talking videos that are growing your community now. And by talking videos, I mean like the get ready with me or like look at my client results or here's a vlog of my morning. Like those are the videos that are really getting pushed. And I've seen such a huge shift in the past like two to three months. And it's like very frightening to like, um, (laughs) I have a, tiktok marketing membership and i send out a trend report every monday and i'm i i told them i'm like i'll still send you the trend report but you're gonna have to start moving away from trends and talking yeah very very like uncomfortable for business owners which i totally understand because you're a business owner first you're not a content creator Um, but just like everything, and I know this makes me start sound like a little bit of a, can I curse on here? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Like, and it's not even a bad curse word. It makes me sound like a little bit of a hard ass, but like you have to adapt. Mm -hmm. Like you have to adapt. There's changes everywhere all the time. And like, you cannot expect to get the same results that you did on your Facebook business page in 2016 <laughs> as as you are on posting on TikTok like it you have to you have to adapt and i think that's why one of the good things about UGC coming into play and freelancers that do content creation like because if you aren't comfortable on talking on camera, you can hire somebody to do that for you. I think it's, yes. I mean, I'm always very pro, like, if it's your business, you're the face of the business. I think it's always best if that person is in front of the camera. But sometimes it's just not possible due to time constraints, uncomfortability, or whatever it else it is. But that doesn't mean that you don't have to do it that way. Like, you can hire somebody to be that face for you a hundred percent but you just have to be mindful I mean like I work with a lot of people that like their business name is their name right so if you are the business owner of Mary Sue Consulting and you're not willing to get on video you gotta restructure your business a little bit Mm -hmm. because you can't hire somebody to be you you can hire somebody on behalf of but you can't hire somebody to be you so that's just something to like be mindful of it is like do you want to restructure your business and change the name or are you gonna adapt and kind of like learn or hire somebody to kind of like help you through the changes how have you seen like the most success with having your clients be more comfortable on camera like what sort of do you give them like exercises or practices or tips or tricks to like become more comfortable with talking 
I do. Also, I apologize for my dogs having the zoomies in the background. Oh, no, girl. <laughs> Fellow <laughs> dog owner, you are totally fine. <laughs> um, so, yes, I, I do give them, like, certain, like, knowledge bombs that make it so much easier. And the best two ways that I have described it are, one, if they are... If they came from Instagram and now they're creating on TikTok, I say to treat it like an Instagram story. And if they have never created video content before and now we're all of a sudden talking to the camera, I say to treat it like a FaceTime. Mm -hmm. I also tell them like if I'm doing like a complete like done for you service for them, I tell them like do not record it more than once. If you mess up, keep going and I will trim it out. And I've started doing that for myself, too, is, like, I will literally record it in, like, one or two takes. And then if I F up, I'm just going to crop it out because I – it does not need to be perfect. There's a million other chances to create content. And if you sit there and nitpick everything, you're never going to get any content up. And the only way you get better at content is by doing it. Oh, yeah. And I think that the – one of the reassurances that we can all have, no matter how good at video you are or not, is everybody makes mistakes. Like, everybody looks stupid at some point. Everybody speaks weird. Everybody messes up or maybe doesn't look the best on camera every single day. So to you, maybe you noticed that something looks weird or you spoke strangely or made a mistake or paused too much. But to somebody who doesn't really know you that well, and maybe is seeing you for the first time on their for you page they're not gonna notice that and if they do i i have never seen somebody make a little like mistake maybe they stuttered over a word or something and just scrolled away like i'm not watching their video they stuttered like i don't care (laughs) i expect them to not be perfect so i think that's always something that made me feel better whenever i started filming because i was like you know if somebody is expecting me to be perfect, then they're probably not my ideal viewer anyway, because I'm not perfect and I'm never going to act like I am. Yeah. It's funny that you say that. I had somebody comment on one of my videos. I I was like holding my phone while I was recording it and I was doing like, this is so niche. So I don't know if everybody will understand this. Have you heard of like the Gen Z like camera shake? Yes. Where they shake the camera and then put it down. Yes. Okay, so I was doing that because honestly, like even for me watching as a consumer, like it draws me in a little bit. I'm like, ooh, what are we about to spill tea about? Like, I'm excited. So I was doing that. And then this this woman was probably like in her 50s. She was like, stop shaking the camera. You're making me nauseous. Oh, my God. (laughs) I should go back to that comment and do a video response about the popularity of the Gen Z shake. Oh my god, yeah. Because that would be a great piece of content. But yes. yeah, literally, I would not worry about trolls. I mean, if you think about TikTok, there's like over a billion monthly users. So like there's going to be a Karen or a Dave. Sorry if your name is Karen or Dave. That, <laughs> are going, that, that might comment something like weird on your videos or something that like you don't love. But this is what... I tell my clients and also what I practice myself is if it's not something that is totally horrific or like completely like unaligns with your brand, leave it there and make a video response or leave it there and just like comment back something like, Oh my God, thank you for being so kind. I'm so glad you're here. Like just (laughs) 
just make it something like super lighthearted, kill them with kindness, and then move on. If it's something that completely you're like so disturbed by, you don't want your audience to see it, block and delete them. I, I yeah. heard such good advice from um, a business owner. Her name is Dolly DeLong. Uh, and she was like, I'm taking on the stance of bless and block this year. I'm like, Love. yes, amen, bless and block. Because it should not even rent any space in your head. And if it does, block and delete them. And don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want this to deter anybody from, like, starting to get on TikTok and creating. Because it is, like, it. first of all, it's the platform that's gotten me the most business. And second of all, it's the most fun to create on. Yeah, I and agree. I can I can probably count on one hand the amount of times I've gotten like a quote unquote hate comment. But like, if you're putting yourself out there anywhere on social media, like, take take the advice I gave and like either just kill them with kindness, or if it like really is bothering you, just like block and delete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and another thing you can do too is, and you were kind of say- mentioning this a couple minutes ago, is using that as a video idea. Like, take that as, like, oh, maybe my audience isn't educated on this yet, and that's why they're saying this. Or maybe this is a question that they would have, or maybe this is something that I can teach them or clarify. Um, Something that I always give the advice on to potential clients when they're kind of, like, I don't really know how to think of content ideas, or I don't really know what to post, is what questions would your audience have? Like, you're an expert on what you do. Like, same with us with social media. It's, like, well... I don't know. I feel like when you first start posting about social media, it's like, well, if it, all this stuff is obvious. What, like, if I post about how to make a TikTok, no one's going to care. But there's a lot of people that don't know how to make a TikTok. And it goes the same with your business. There's a lot of people who don't know all of the ins and outs of what you do. So just thinking of those questions of what they may have or, when you watch your video back, how would someone else perceive this? Like, would, what questions would arise from this? Or how would they maybe? with the camera shake maybe somebody would comment and say that's annoying so it's like okay maybe I can make a video explaining why I'm doing this um and just really using that as content ideas yes I love when people use uh maybe not so nice comments to do video replies it is (laughs) so entertaining to me I love it (laughs) so do you work with any like um it, like I don't want like influencers creators people brands or all of yours like actual businesses yeah so most of my clients are personal brands that provide a service so like one of my clients is a hypnotherapist for entrepreneurs which is so cool to create and edit her content that is so cool (laughs) yeah um and then the other one is uh like she's in the fitness niche and then I have another one she's a speech therapist and she sells digital products for other speech therapists so it's really like a mix but all of them are personal brands so like all of them like their name is their business name I love that yeah And um, I guess that's something that I would love to hear you speak to with, you know, I remember when one of our first conversations, I was like, oh, do you have a niche or what's your service? What exactly do you do? And you were one of the first people that instead of saying like, 
oh, I specialize in um, the health and wellness industry or food and beverage or fashion, beauty. You were like, I specialize in short form video. And I yes. think that that's something that is for people to recognize is, yeah, people push all the time, like pick a niche, pick a niche, pick a niche. But your niche can be specializing in a certain type of service. It doesn't necessarily have to be a certain industry. Yes. And I took that like from the very, very beginning. It, I found very quickly that my favorite part of social media management was video coming up, coming up with content ideas for the video, editing the videos, learning how to like write captions that people will actually read for the videos. Like I loved videos. And so instead of just focusing on speech therapists, which would have been a very easy transition for me because I was a speech therapist in the schools, I was like, no, I can focus in short form video. And like, I even get more specific in that I like focus on TikTok marketing. So like my service is niched enough that when it comes to like who I am as a brand, I can be very holistic in like, that's Sarah. She specializes in short form video, but I also know that she fosters dogs every two seconds. She has Benny and Piper. <laughs> she likes to listen to Broadway show tunes. Like, so I can really be very holistic in my personal brand because I'm so niched in what I provide. Right. And I love that. And I think that, you know, there's always room for you because you ultimately decide if you take on a client or not and there's always room after however many months years whatever it takes if you're like you know there's a specific industry that I just love and I've learned so much about working with that I'm gonna niche even further and do TikTok for whatever industry it is that you love the most and that's great too and I think that's great because then you have a bunch of skills used for one industry which is awesome but I do really love that you are a service provider that isn't niched necessarily by the industry but by your service yeah thank you and I I honestly can't take credit for that I'm very much about like giving credit where credit is due (laughs) so at the very very beginning of my freelancing journey I um I did this course with a business owner named Brandy Mals, and she is the one that said that at first. She's like, you do not need to be niched on who who you work with. You can be niched on what you do. And for me, I, total transparency, I get bored with things very easily. Mm-hmm. And so... I love the capability of being able to like work with a bunch of different brands and business owners. And it also helps to see like what's working in other niches that like I can incorporate into like my niche or my other clients niche, maybe something that nobody in that niche is doing yet. Um, It's just so helpful to have that like variety and like, just as a creative person, which I'm sure a lot of us are that are listening to this, like, it just kind of like fills my cup up to not be so zoned on like one specific area. 
Well, I think that's also one of the benefits of this type of job that I would always talk about is like, I'm never bored because I'm not just showing up to the same thing every day. It's like you have a variety of different industries and clients and people and content that you're doing. So even though like, yeah, you're focused on short form video, doing that for a variety of different industries and clients keeps that so exciting, especially for people like I'm also prone to getting bored pretty easily. So when you're prone to that and just being like, okay, today I can work with this industry and tomorrow I'm working with this one and keeping it super exciting is definitely, I think, a huge perk of the social media service provider space. Yeah, I 100% agree. And that's what I did when I first started with social media too, because, you know, I started in 2018 in college and I didn't start freelancing until like about two years later. Um, But it was, you know, fairly newish to start doing organic and having social media managers or people managing your social media. And I didn't know what niche I wanted. I wasn't even thinking about that. I didn't even know that was a thing. I was just like, oh, I just (laughs) like to do social media for people and businesses. That's what I like to do. So I was working with like a nonprofit, a business consultant, a chamber of commerce, a college. And the first time that I was ever really asked that question, I was like, know that. And again, I think it's totally cool to have a niche and fun and great benefits to doing that because even in the same industry you have different types of clients and a variety of what you do but I also think that you can go the other route too which is similar to what you do and just focus on social media management TikTok and short form video Instagram reels content creation graphic design and just work with a variety of different industries there's totally nothing wrong with that exactly and like On the flip side, again, being transparent, it's like when you do choose freelancing, sometimes you do have to do things that you don't necessarily love because Mm -hmm. that is what's going to pay the bills some months. Like for me, I could totally never open Canva again and be super happy, but that's still part of what I do for my clients because my clients are still on Instagram and have communities on Instagram. Um, But it's just kind of like a balance of like making sure that you're filling your cup with things that like you actually enjoy and that actually like give you that creative like juice that you are wanting. Yeah. And I think with any role, even with the ones that seem super fun, you have to do things that you don't want to do sometimes. I just think there's really no way out of that. I mean, whether that comes down to just doing your own finances or like you said, using Canva, maybe you don't really love it, but it's a service that you know a lot of your clients want. I even mentioned that with Facebook where I don't push that I do Facebook services, but that would make or break the deal whenever we're also doing TikTok and Instagram and a lot of other things I love and they need like two posts a week on Facebook. I'm not going to be stingy about doing that. Like I know enough about Facebook that I can definitely handle that, but it's not something that I love to do. Like I'm not going to throw it out there and actively try to get Facebook clients, but I will do it as an add-on to help. Yeah. Amen. I I just I had a similar conversation with a client that I I just recently signed and it's like I advertise that like I do full service social media management for TikTok and Instagram but she was like oh can we cross post the Instagram you know 
posts to Facebook and I'm like sure that is not gonna like you said that's not gonna like make or break our experience working together right exactly that's just you know especially because if you're just cross posting which honestly I think is a great route to go if your Facebook's one of those things where you're just trying to keep a presence but you don't really do much on there um you know cross posting is fine and it's not like it's taking a significant extra amount of time anyway I mean charge however you see is best and however your business is but um I definitely wouldn't like turn people away just because they're asking for something that maybe is not totally enjoyable but it doesn't need to like make or break your deal with that yes amen (laughs) (laughs) yeah well I think we have been talking for a while. I'm glad that we got to catch up and everything. I missed chatting with you and I'm glad I got to hear about all of the stuff that you're doing. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I feel like there are so many good like knowledge bombs in here. I'm going to have to like go back and listen myself. (laughs) Oh yes. I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much for coming on. How can the listeners connect with you outside of this? Yeah, so honestly, the best way is to go to my Instagram or TikTok, and they're both at on brand by Sarah. Amazing. Yeah, Sarah is great. Definitely a great person to know in the space. And I'm very lucky to know you and have you as a virtual friend. (laughs) Yes, the feeling is mutual. (laughs) Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. I will chat with you soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Bye.